Hi, kids. You better come running. It's old smiling Ed and his bus. The Brown Gang. I got shoes. You got shoes. Why, everybody's got to have shoes. But there's only one time shoes for me. Good old Buster Brown. Captain Froggy the Gremlin out here in Hollywood all ready for another good old Saturday jamboree. Hey, hi-ho! Hey, hi-ho! What do you mean by hey, hi-ho over there? It's the hey, hi-ho song. Whoa, the hey, hi-ho song. With a hey and a hi and a ho, ho, ho. You start off the day with a glow, ho, ho. Sing all the way as the way you go with a hey and a hi and a ho, ho, ho. Up go the blinds and you know, ho, ho, it ain't gonna rain anymore, ho, ho. Sun's gotta shine and you made it so, with a hey and a hi and a ho, ho, ho. While you buy the paper, I'm a little happy little too. Cut a little paper, singing happiness, here I come. With a hey and a hi and a ho, 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 you smile from your head to your toe, ho, ho. ho. Back up the blues and away you go with a hey and a hi, a hey and a hi, a hey and a hi, a hey and a ho, ho, ho. Well, there's going to be an old fella coming along pretty soon with whiskers, you know. And he'll say, ho, ho, ho. Yes, sir, and buddies, if some of you haven't been to your Buster Brown dealers, you'd better get over there on the double. Those big, free, Buster Brown colored comic books are going, going, going. This is book number ten in our swell comic book series, remember? And the stories are better than ever. So you stop at your Buster Brown store today, sure, for your free comic book. This may be your last chance to get one. And kids, Mother will want you to be all dressed up for the parties and plays and things that you'll be taking in. And those grand-looking Buster Brown shoes, named after Squeaky and Froggy, and all of us here on the radio show, are just the thing, let me tell you. You'll see them all at your Buster Brown store when you go in for your comic book. Those Buster Brown shoemen tell me that Froggy's favorite is really popular with the boys, and so is Squeaky's standout. And Midnight's masterpiece, and Grandy's pet are way out in front with my little sweetheart. They're both little patent leather cuties that are as pretty and grown up as anything you ever saw. But all our Buster Brown Christmas party styles are really something, so you just pick your favorite. You'll be one of my gang no matter which one you choose. But they gotta be Buster Brown. And remember, this may be the last call on those free comic books, so you better scoop. Now, say, kids, Mr. Jim Nagin, the athletic coach, is coming to pay us a visit today, right after our story. So we better get started, hadn't we? Let's go now. Come on. Well, kids, here's another story about our adventurous young friends, Ted and Pat. You'll remember that Ted is an American ex-bomber pilot, and he and young brother Ted are flying all over the world in their two-engine Yankee Doodle Fairchild which they bought from the war surplus department. And Tad and Ted have learned to take adventure where they find it. Right now, 
They're having dinner with a Senor Mendoza, a Brazilian mining engineer and his assistant, a beautiful young woman who is called Maria. Oh, that was a good dinner. Uh, Mr. Mendoza, perhaps you'll tell us your story. Oh, very little to tell. Uh, I am a mining engineer. I found a vein of pure gold in the jungle. With a young American flyer like yourselves named Roy Weston, we started mining the gold and flying it out of the jungle by cargo plane. Sounds like a good deal. Uh, it was. Except that with the first load of gold, my partner, Roy Weston, disappeared and was never heard from again. Yes, that is correct. You see, I am the radio operator for the mining camp and assistant to Senor Mendoza. I was in touch with Roy and all was well with him as he flew over the jungle. Suddenly, the radio went dead and we heard no more. Fourth landing in that Brazilian jungle is bad business. But uh, perhaps a plane such as yours could find him. I will pay you well if you will help us search. Oh, but you see, a search will cost much money. First, Senor Mendoza would like to take out one more plane load of gold. Uh, see, that is true. Well, how's the sound of you, Tad? What can we lose but our next? Okay, Senor Mendoza. We'll take the job. <laughs> So a few days later, Ted and Tad, Senor Mendoza, and Maria Alvarez were deep in the Brazilian jungle at the little mining camp. Ted and Senor Mendoza had decided there was little time to be lost, and so while several natives loaded the gold shipment into the plane, Tad and Ted went with Maria to the radio shack to be briefed on their departure. Uh, Miss Alvarez, how about our radio arrangements for checking with you? I will be at the set every hour on the hour. Otherwise, I will leave the automatic warning on. If you call me, I will be at the radio shack in two minutes. Sounds like we're set for takeoff. Uh, but one moment. Uh, I am very interested in airplanes. Will you tell me about your airplane? It is an American warplane, isn't it? A warplane? No, Miss Alvarez. Our Yankee Doodle was a trainer. You see, it's a two-engine fixed-place plane which was used to train bomber pilots during the war. We didn't actually use them in combat. Oh, I see. Then, of course, you would not have... Arms, uh, machine guns aboard, with you? Machine guns? Well, hardly. We carry a couple of forty-five automatics. That's, that's about all. But it is a very fast airplane, no? Oh, not real fast. I guess our job will wind up to about 250 miles an hour at the most. Oh, that is very interesting. Uh, well, how you say? Happy landing. <laughs> Miss Alvarez would call on us on the radio again. Ah, you and James. I talked to her only ten minutes ago. I don't know why she wanted to know her exact position. Well, she's a very efficient woman. Probably keeping a log on our progress all the way. Say, you're keeping a sharp lookout to see if you can spot Roy Weston's wrecked plane, aren't you? Sure, but... Hey. Well, what's the matter? That's two planes coming up from right below us. Where'd they come from? Huh? Where? Boy, I see them. Hey, again, am I seeing things? Calling Yankee Doodle. Calling Yankee Doodle. 
Yankee Doodle. Hey, what's the idea of zooming us and shooting at us? Do not get excited, my young friend. Just listen. We are two fighters, and we are well armed. You cannot outplay us, and you cannot shoot back. My companion will make a landing. Follow him to the ground. I will be on your tail, and if you do not do as I say, I will immediately shoot you down. I hear, but where we'll land in this mess of jungle, I don't know. I hear your question. Do not worry. They have an excellent landing screen just below. You're a war pilot. Have you never landed under camouflage nets before? Okay, mister, lead the way. That's the radio, Tad. Quick. What now, Tad? You get the position of this landing field as quick as you can. We might need it later. They followed the first message made in, and as they approached the airstrip... At just treetop height, they saw it wide and long, hidden by camouflage nets held high in the air by tall poles. The landing was simple. And then they were taken by armed guards into a small building where presently the pilot who had directed them entered. Well, gentlemen, I've recovered from your surprise. Yeah, completely. Now let's have a little explanation. I think you're not in a position to be, as you would say, tough. But I will explain. I'm Lieutenant Carl Schmidt, late of the Lefloise. I and my partner were flying officers in the war. We were based in Africa. We had enough sense to desert. Taking, of course, our airplanes. And now we are what you might call air bandits. And doing very well, I might add. How do you like that? Now, I have no wish to kill you. I want only the cargo of gold in your plane. I cannot say when, but you will be turned loose with your plane unharmed. That is all. Put them in the guard shack with the other one. and Ted were taken to another small building which was well protected by steel bars on the windows and a heavy barred door. The other one, as Lieutenant Smith put it, of course turned out to be the missing flyer, Roy Weston. So that's it. Same thing happened to me that happened to you. But it's still good to see a couple of American faces. I've been in this joint now for nearly a month. Well, how have you been treated so far, Weston? Oh, good. Plenty to eat. No abuse. I guess they want money and nothing else. You know, only one thing bothers me. This is a big jungle. How do those two guys know just when and where to take after us? I never thought of that. But, but you're right. Hey, how would you guys like to try crashing out of this place? Yeah, where do we go from here? Darned if I know, but, but I'd still like to try it. Say, I know where we'd go. Look out the window, Tad. You see where they parked on Yankee Doodle? Yeah, under a spot of canvas, so what? Well, more than that, kid. She's headed right down the runway. If, if we got loose, we could be in that ship and headed out before they know what was happening. We could have... We'd have to take off without warming up the engines, but with those two power plants, I'd take the chance. Hey, yeah, but well, how do we get out of here? Well, that's where I come in. For a month, I've been looking on the grill on that window. I can lift it off any time I want to. No kidding? Okay, it's uh, it's 2.30 in the morning right now. Do they ever sleep around here? Probably all asleep right now. I don't think they even post a guard at night. That's pretty safe. Okay, okay. Lift off the steel bars and let's make a fast scram for our ship. Here we go. Let's move fast. Yeah. Okay, guys. Let's get the point. Stay tight, guys. Hold your thumbs. You sure you can take off out of this dark hole, kid? I'll sure try. Once I get the engine started, I'll switch on the landing lights. That ought to do it. Okay, kid, give me a hand. Okay. we got to start both engines at once.
night they flew to Rio de Janeiro where Ted knew a high police official. And when the Yankee Doodle took off and headed back to the mining camp, it was wearing a pair of 50 caliber machine guns in the nose and another pair in the rear turret. Back at the mining camp, Ted gave the story to Maria Alvarez and Senor Mendoza. So, that's what happened. Now we're going after the air bandits. I am so happy you are safe, Roy. I, I do not know how I can thank you and your brother, Senor Ryan. No, we don't want any thanks, but Ted has a little plan. Yeah, I want another load of gold for the ship. We'll fly the same route and see if we can't get these guys out to fight. Uh, Miss Alvarez. Uh, si, would you get me a new chart of the route so I can explain easier? Oh, si, senor. I will be back in one second. Uh, thank you. Uh, listen, Mr. Mendoza, don't put any gold aboard. Just pretend to. Tad and I will handle this deal. I think we'll be okay. Let's keep that to ourselves. We take off at dawn tomorrow. Special song for Santa Claus. So let's bring him in right now. Come on in, Mr. Announcer. 
Yes, smiling Ed, I'll tell your buddies how to find the store that sells Buster Brown shoes. It's easy, kids. Here's all you have to do. Just pick up your telephone book and turn to the yellow pages until you come to the heading of shoes. There, under the heading of shoes, you'll find the name Buster Brown. And right below that, the name and address of the store nearest you that sells these swell Buster Brown shoes. And kids, when Mother takes you in for fine new Buster Brown shoes, she can be sure that they'll be fitted scientifically in just the right size, width, and last you need to let your feet grow right. And believe me, that's something Mother will want to know. And remember, too, kids, that all the Buster Brown dealers are Smiling Ed's buddies. Now, when you find the name of the store nearest you, write it down and be all set to buy Smiling Ed's Buster Brown Shoes. get our Buster Brown comic books, too. And now we're going to sing about that good old fellow we all love, good old Santa Claus. What's that squeaky the mouse? You ring the sleigh bells. Well, that's fine. So let's start right now. Here we go. There's a very popular man, especially once a year, who comes in from the hinterland with a great big bag of cheers. I think we need not even call his name. You know him just a minute, quiet plain. Oh, he's the man with the whiskers, the little red cap, little round tummy and a big red suit with a smile on his face, twinkle in his eye, chuckle in his laugh and a wink of boot who brings so many lovely things to you. The little red cap, little round tummy with a big red suit, smile on his face, twinkle in his eyes, a chuckle in his laugh, and a wink. <laughs> you bet we'll be waiting for the man with the whiskers, but we won't wait to go to Smiling Ed's big Christmas party doings at our Buster Brown dealers, cause if we wait, we might get left out on that new Buster Brown comic book. And it's free, kid. And now I'll sing my song, have you idea? Well, I thought that Mr. Jim Nasium, the athletic coach, would be here by now. But maybe you better go on and sing, Froggy. If you get cutting up while he's here, you know that big, strong fella's likely to give you the dickens. I think he used to be a football player, too. I'll fix him out when I will. Oh, you just behave yourself. I want you to come on now, Foggy the Gremlin, and plunk your magic twanger and sing your crazy song for us before Mr. Gymnasium gets here. Are you ready to become visible? I'm ready, I am, I am. Then plunk your magic twanger, Froggy. Watch him closely over there, kids. Watch him. <laughs> I wish you'd see him cutting up and carrying all around here. Well, go ahead and sing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's somebody at the door. Come in. Well, who is this? Oh, why don't you know? I'm Mr. Gymnasium, the athletic coach. Gee whiz, I thought that he'd be a great big he-man. 
How do you do, Mr. Nazian? I'm just fine. How are you? I'm just wonderful. I am, I am. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. What is that? Oh, that's Froggy the Gremlin, Mr. Nazian. Oh, dear me, I thought I was seeing things. I'll fix him, I will, I will. Well, smiling, Ed, I came here to tell the children how to build up their bodies. How to grow big, strong muscles like mine. You will observe I have huge muscles. Between your ears. Between my ears. Oh, no, no, nothing of the sort. I had no muscles between my ears. There's nothing between my ears. Well, uh, just pay no attention to him, Mr. Nasium. Well, children, in order to have strong bodies, you should exercise. Play running games and all that. Like run, sheep, run. You know, run, run. Take it on the lamp. Take it on the lamp. No, no, of course not. Now, when you play run, sheep, run, the children are called sheep and they hide. Then the one who is this says... Mutton, mutton, who's got the mutton? Mutton, mutton. Oh, of course not. <laughs> Who said anything about mutton? Sheep or mutton, they are, they are. Will you please be quiet and I'll explain the game. Now, suppose you were playing run, sheep, run with that little boy in the front row down there. His name is Zeke. Now, first you pick out a place for Zeke to go hide. You mean hide and go Zeke, you do, you do? Yes, I'd go Zeke. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Will you keep out of this? Now, children, it's important that you have comfortable, loose-fitting clothes when you play exercise games. For instance, yesterday I was playing a game with my small brother. His name is Landon. Now, Landon and I were playing together, and I noticed Landon's belt was too tight. So I had him take it off. And then you should have seen... Landon's britches falling down. Landon's britches... Oh, no, no. Oh, you hideous little imp. Landon's trousers did not fall down. They fell off. Yes, they fell off. Oh, no. No, they didn't fall at all. We were merely playing football. I'm the greatest football player in the world. I am, I am. Is that so? Well, I'll have you know I came from a football family. My father played fullback, my brother played halfback, my uncle played quarterback. And you played drawback. Yes, I played draw... No. <laughs> I play end and guard. Sure. I saw you play, too. I did, I did. Oh, goody, goody, goody. Sure. I saw you sit on the end of the bench. And guard the water bucket, I did I? Yes, I guarded the... I did not. I can see you don't know a thing about football. I am a football coach. In practice, I make my boys tackle a dummy for two hours. Does it hurt you, does it, does it? It hurts me. Oh, no. I'm not a dummy. I'm... Looney. Looney. Oh, of course not. Oh, quiet, you little croaker. Now, children, I shall explain the football. A football is made of pigskin. And do you know what's inside the pigskin? Sure. A pig, it is. Yes, a pig. No. No. The pigskin has air in it. That's what makes the football bounce when the players kick off. Kick off? I didn't even know they were sick. I didn't like them. The players are not sick. You said they kicked off, you did, you said. Of course. They kicked off in a football game. And just before they kick off, you'll find the football players around the water bucket. Then they kick the bucket, they do it. Yes, they kick the bucket. No. No, they kick the football. Oh, fine. If you can't understand football, I'd better explain baseball. I'll show you how it's played. You can play the catcher. I can't play the catcher. I can't, I can't. And why can't you play the catcher? Because I've been vaccinated, I am, I am. Well, what has your vaccination got to do with catching? I can't catch anything. I can't, I can't. Oh. That's for your vaccination. Now, listen. Suppose a pitcher comes up to bat. If he makes a hit, he runs like everything to first base. Does that pitcher run fast? Does he, does he? Of course he runs fast. Then he's a moving pitcher. Yes, he's a moving pitcher. No. 
No, the pitcher does not move. A pitcher who moves about too much is no good. He's all wet. Then he's a water pitcher, he is. No, he's not a water pitcher. Oh, my goodness, how you do exasperate me. Now, children, you should see me play baseball. I'm a fielder. I catch flies. Do you use a fly swatter, do you, do you? Of course I don't use a fly swatter. I catch flies in the outfield. In my last game, the batter struck the ball. Up, up, up it went. I turned and ran. The ball was headed for the fence. And just as that fly was about to go over the fence, I leaped into the air. Now, where do you think I caught that fly? Off the garbage wagon. Yes, off the garbage wagon. No! No, no, no! Oh, let me out of this place. <laughs> He's a sissy, he is, he is. Well, I don't know, Froggy. But now I think you'd better sing your song while you have time. Will you sing with me, will you, will you? Well, I suppose so. What are you going to sing? Kitty, catty, wampus, I am, I am. Oh, sure, I'll help you sing that one. That's one of the songs we put on our Capitol Phonograph records. Well, come on, I'll start it off. Okay, okay, okay. I'm the man who made it rain for 40 days and 40 nights. I really built the ark for Noah, too. Yes, but I paddled it a hundred million miles to see the sight. I'm a kitty-catty-wampus super-dip. This is how I built the ocean. It'll surely make you grin. I squeezed them from the early morning dew. Yeah, but you had to call on me to dig the hole to put them in. I'm a kitty-catty-wampus super-dip. Ha, ha, ha. I'm wonderful, I am, I am. Oh, go on and sing. If you'd like to see the ships upon the bottom of the deep, come closer and I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just turn the ocean over so that you can take a peep. I'm a kitty, catty, wampa, super ha, 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 From the sea, I yanked the mountains and I stacked them on the plains. One day when I had nothing else to do. Yeah, but you better quit your bragging or I'll shove them back again. I'm a kitty-catty-wampa-doop-a-doop. He's a kitty-catty-wampa-doop-a-doop. Oh, my, oh, my, that gremlin is a sight. And now, kids, before I tell you what we're going to do next Saturday, let me tell you what you'd better do today or next week for sure. You better get on over to your Buster Brown store. So many of my buddies have already picked up their new Buster Brown comic book that I can't promise you your free copy. No, sir, unless you go and ask for it as soon as you can. I'm going to be mighty blue if you get left out. And I'm going to be blue, too. If you get any other shoes except Buster Brown, just wait till you see those grown-up Buster Brown styles the radio gang picked out for you. Oh, they're an eyeful, buddies. So if Mother says you can have new shoes, you just pick your favorite style. You'll see all these good-looking Buster Brown styles at your Buster Brown store when you go for your comic book. Remember, today's the day to get your free Buster Brown comic and your new Buster Brown shoes. Now, kids, don't fail to be at that old radio next Saturday because we're going to have a wonderful Christmas story. And that crazy poet, Mr. Shortfellow, is coming again, too. And now, has everybody had fun around here today? Oh, that 
That's fine, buddy. Don't forget church is Sunday school. And be right at that old radio when we start things out in Hollywood. When you hear, hi, kids, come a-running. The happy gang of bust around now leaves the air. The happy gang of bust around now the Buster Brown Show, starring Clownette McConnell, is produced in Hollywood by Frank Barron and is directed by Hobart Donovan. It's NBC, the national broadcasting company.